cultures are talked about more. I'm almost like sad yeah. that I missed out and like don't fit in because I think I grew up trying not to know much. Like I, I grew up trying to fit into white culture and then now that I'm older, I'm like kind of sad that I don't know and like I don't know much about my Asian culture. Asian culture. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a Welcome back, everyone. This is Jen Asian, a podcast where we share our stories and experiences as Asian Canadian millennials. This is Winnie. And I'm Michelle. Thanks for listening in. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on Spotify and give us a five star rating on Apple Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at jen.asian or send us an email at jen.asianpod at gmail.com. How was your week, Michelle? Oh, well, it's a bit of a... <laughs> It's a good one. Um, I think it's a bit weird because we're recording in person for the first time ever. And we had a bit of technical difficulties trying to set up. Mm -hmm. And we have resolved into pretty much going back to our old setup where we record virtually, but we're on like two opposite ends of the room. We're in my basement, basically, and we're in different corners. Which is kind of hilarious because we thought it would be much easier to record in person. But I think we got it down pat right now virtually. So in-person is a lot harder. Yep. It's the holidays right now. So um, my parents have a bunch of calls back to um, family in Hong Kong. But basically there was a family call and I decided to like pop my head over Mm -hmm. just to say hi. I have a, I guess she's technically my cousin, but she's like 23 years younger than me. She's much younger than I am. Wait, how old is she then? She's really young. She's five. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, She was on the video and she's kind of like the main star i guess of the call yeah yeah yeah. because she's like young the baby and cute. yeah young and cute and so i came on and i said hi and like she just looked at me like i was an alien because yeah she just has never like met anyone who first of all speaks fluent english but also like doesn't speak fluent cantonese oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay Cause, so she looked at me like i was like just like an alien it was very Bizarre. It was very interesting. Yeah. Like she went from like very talkative and before she was like singing songs for everybody and she oh, went wow. like very quiet and like couldn't like just didn't, didn't want to like do. communicate. I yeah. think she was just like, in, I don't know if she was intimidated or mm. just like kind of s- just had never met somebody <laughs> like me. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was just, it's just weird. It makes me feel, I guess like quite disconnected from my family in Hong Kong mm-hmm. and like disconnected from the culture and i guess this is like our perpetual issue being asian american is that we never really feel like we fit in on either end Mm -hmm, yeah there's like various terms people from home like mainland will call people like me they'll call us like banana or like guaymui which is basically like a white girl yeah or like juxing which Mm -hmm. is bamboo but bamboo in the middle is hollow yeah and so the idea is that, like, in, on the outside, you look Asian, but inside, you're hollow. Like, you don't actually have any of like the... Like, you don't understand. You're yeah, not you don't have the tr- you don't have the, like, tradition or, like, you didn't grow up with a culture. Like, those terms are usually used in jest, but it's kind of used in a demeaning way, yeah, yeah, in yeah. a little bit of a demeaning way. Like, oh, you're just, like, missing out. Like, you don't really understand. You, like, grew up in a different culture. Anyway, just, like, gave me lots of things to reflect on. Because, like, my dad's in Hong Kong, too, right? Mm-hmm. So I always get called, like, Guaimui and, like, all of that. It's always the case. And my dad's side of the family is pretty close. Have a lot of cousins that are my age. And it's weird because they are all, like, grown up in the same culture. And I'm, like, the odd one out mm-hmm. where it's, like, you don't belong. So 
when I was like younger and visited, it was always weird because they would, I don't know, they, they, they know how it works. Like they go to the same like type of school. They have the same type of education. I think it was like a realization early on. It's like, oh yeah, you're, we're quite different, you know? Yeah. But like what kind of feelings come up for you? Because I think the reason why this gave me so much reflection is that when I was younger, part of it is like me being young and naive. Like I never really thought about it. But I think as we're getting older and diversity is talked about a bit more and like various different cultures are talked about more, I'm almost like sad that I missed out and like don't fit in. Because I think I grew up trying not to know much like I, I grew up trying to fit into white culture and then now that I'm older I'm like kind of sad that I don't know and like I don't know much about my Asian culture Asian culture yeah exactly I think it's a perpetual struggle because I feel the same where it's like you when you're younger you want to fit into your location so like mm-hmm. I think your parents like my parents do would push us to like learn English at school like kind of be like the other kids like mm-hmm. in where you grew up but then you realize later on that it's like, oh, you don't fit in there. And then when if you go back to like Hong Kong or whatever, what like your parents would consider home, you realize you don't fit in there either. Yeah. How I see it, it's like you're a specific culture because it's you're neither there or here, you know. Yeah. So it's in a way very unique. And I think that's why I have a lot of Asian American friends because mm-hmm. it's unique, right? It's an experience that you can't replicate elsewhere. Yeah. I guess... I don't know if cool is the right term, but it's like more in now that, I don't know. I guess like there's just different cultures are more celebrated now. And when someone asks me about my like Chinese culture, I feel like I just don't know a lot. Like Mm, an example would be like the various kind of like holidays we have, like Dragon Boat Festival and like Mid-Autumn Festival and all that stuff. I feel like I... Don't know I know the wiki version of what the festival means. And I always have to like ask my parents like oh what am I supposed to do in this holiday because I have no idea yeah, yeah, yeah. so I just feel like I don't personally embody it it's always like through my parents I feel the same way I feel like um in many ways I'm just like almost like a representation of what my parents think because that's all I know like that's the only culture I know of mm-hmm. that so it's like oh I only know the very condensed version of certain holidays too because it's like only what your parents would have told you or like what your family would have celebrated specifically that you would know but i also think about like white culture and it's like what do they do for christmas like each family is very different what do people do for thanksgiving and it's all like traditions that each individual family have yeah and so like in some ways i feel like it's similar i mean i think the other issue that comes up is that there's a different standard like white families can have individualized family traditions but because like asian just all gets lumped into it to people one. like somebody will be like oh you don't do it this way like it's a bit more like judgmental because mm-hmm. they think there's a standard like all asians are kind of the same and they should do things like a certain way when they when actually like for example lunar new year is celebrated by various asian cultures but like is a little bit different depending on where you're from mm-hmm. or even within a certain country like different regions would celebrate it a different way but because we're still kind of like seen as a monolith when we really aren't the idea is that like oh you're not doing it right because you your family does it like this different way a little bit different than what they might have heard from somebody else for me it often these holidays come up when white people ask me about what it is and ask 
for the history why do you celebrate chinese new year like why is it in january february versus like the yeah, new like, year why do you use like a red envelope yeah I'm it's like, like what are those what do those things <laughs> mean and like sometimes it's like i don't know but if you ask them like why, yeah, do why you do you celebrate turkey for thanksgiving yeah exactly it's like they also cannot explain so it's like but they're just like oh you know it's just a thing to do and i'm like well whatever like it's just yeah. a thing to do you know it's like we're expected to be like the expert in our culture when we really aren't because it goes back to like how we didn't grow up yeah that way yeah but they're not the experts on their culture like they can't answer <laughs> the same question they're asking me so it's like an unfair expectation that we should know everything all of the history for our culture when they also don't know yeah i mean this reminds me of how i feel like that the culture just gets diluted through each generation and i don't know if you have any feelings about this is in that like i know when for example like when i have kids for sure i want my parents to like teach, teach them, them the language yeah. and like the traditions way more than they taught me so that they feel less stranded in the middle where mm. you don't really belong in either like i want them to have a stronger connection to their like chinese background than mm -hmm. i do yeah i actually talked to a lot of my friends recently where they are it's almost like a re like homecoming where they are trying to learn about their family history more like in the last couple of years where before I feel like it was more like trying to assimilate to white culture. And then now it's like, oh, I want to actually embrace what my family like traditions because they would be like, oh, Chinese New Year, like we don't really do anything. But now it's like, oh, no, no, no. Like I can't we can't hang out this weekend because I need to be home for Chinese. Yeah, New Yeah, for this important dinner for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, I think what I would want for my kids, I think I agree. Like I want to pass on some of those some of the history and some of the traditions but it's also hard because like i don't personally know yeah like it's them. already diluted through you so if you were to teach it to somebody else it's gonna get diluted again yeah you know what I mean? but then it's like isn't like going back to if we're like a third unique culture on our own isn't that in itself the culture like what you the combination experience that you have becomes the new standard because it, then you're just pulling on like the quote-unquote like hong kong way or like how the motherland does it is the right way but i think it goes back to the experience of like our experience is unique yeah. versus people in hong kong or people like north people from north america yeah i think i have to remind myself of that because i forget that this comes up a lot i think with like food for example when like asian american millennials open up restaurants for example i think a lot of the criticism is that oh it's like not authentic or it's like this like westernized version of an asian food but asian american culture is its own culture so like the food that they make yeah takes inspiration from like both sides, both sides you know yeah. what i mean and it shouldn't be judged as like inauthentic because like what does that even mean it's like its own thing you know mm -hmm. but it goes to like I wonder about how my parents thought about like Hong Kong style food where it's some influence like some British influence like cha chan tang. Mm. There's a lot of British influence there too but somehow that is seen to be its own cuisine like they very much embraced it where like oh yeah we're like in a lot of ways influenced by the British like we've accepted that yeah. and like have developed this like fusion cuisine that's like somewhat Asian but also somewhat like British like no one will dispute 
that that is its own cuisine yeah you know like there's a confidence there that we don't have yeah i wonder like if that's just something that takes time like let's say in like 50 years are we going to look at like asian american food fusion whatever the same way we do as like hong kong food for example or like even vietnamese food and they're like bun mis they mm. like their baguette mm-hmm. is from yeah you're right france <laughs> like yeah it's like the same when thing. they were colonized by french people so it's like they almost took this like terrible thing where like they were colonized by white people and then made it their own thing and now it's a legit standalone a legit thing. thing yeah but i think that's like that's the world i hope to that we have yeah that's the like next step for us <laughs> where we can actually like embrace it versus being like oh this is inauthentic it's not the same as like motherland food or whatever i know something that also came up a lot when I was younger um, is that like I never wanted to be seen as fobby and I think we've talked a little bit about this in terms of like at work you don't want to be seen as fobby but I remember even recently someone asked me like what my background was and I was like oh I'm from Hong Kong like my I, I, I was born in Hong Kong but I'm pretty whitewashed like I'm not really fobby when I think back on it I said it almost proudly that mm. like oh, I don't want to be associated with that. Or like, I'm not like that, you know? Like a badge of honor. I guess like it makes me cringe thinking about it because I'm like, is that just like internalized racism that was coming out and that like, oh, I don't want to be associated with fobby people. I think there's like a connotation, especially like growing up that being Asian is like quote unquote bad. Like if you were fobby, it was like you couldn't assimilate well. Mm -hmm. And I think there was like a pressure to assimilate because those people like did better in life in general like or at least that's how it was like i saw it it's like oh if you can um like fit in well then it'll be easier for you to like get into a good school or get into a good job and like a lot of those schools are like built like they're very white right like cisgendered white men are like the at the at the top of the totem pole there (laughs) and so it's like if you are like them you are more likely to get in or get to the top of things i think that's why i see them as like the white people are superior so if i'm more like them then i'm also superior it always like reminds me of how a lot of my friends are just like very similar to me in that like you for example michelle like we were both moved here at a very young age or like a lot of our friends like their their parents moved here but like yeah i feel like those are the kinds of people that understand us the most the most because we're the in like the middle like it's yeah they understand thing. that like pull of like not really being on either side versus i feel like if we had moved here in like late high school we still have a lot of the like values. language skills yeah. and the culture skills and the values that you wouldn't feel as in the middle as we do um i have kind of a funny story um there was a guy in my apartment who i kept running into at the gym he was this white guy. I think I mentioned before in a different episode that like he basically came up to me and like started speaking to me in Mandarin, I guess like assuming that I would know what he was saying. And I did know what he was saying, but I just wasn't going to engage with it. Like, what the hell? Like, I don't even know you. Why are you speaking to me in a language that you're assuming I know based purely on how I look? What happened is that um, I guess we like tried to be friends because I like had just moved into a new neighborhood and I was like open to meeting people and you know we both liked being active and so I was gonna just see if he could be a friend and what I realized 
after <laughs> like meeting him a few times and getting to know him is that he had like massive yellow fever and he was like very very into Chinese culture like he was trying to learn the language and he was taking all these lessons and he had like previously married a like Chinese wife so I like my yellow fever radar was going off and I think having learned all that stuff about him I was trying to remove myself from the Asian culture because I really didn't want him mm. to, I guess, like develop feelings for me or like start to like me. But in retrospect, it didn't matter like how good my Mandarin skills were, for example, like he just liked me for your culture for being Asian. Yeah, it was a bit creepy because it's like when you assumed what language you spoke and then it was like you had told me a story offline where it was like they almost like knew more about the culture than you did. Yeah. And like that was like a bit strange because like we have it's a very unique view of mm-hmm. it where it's not like we know the full history or like the way our parents might have celebrated mm-hmm. it like at home we have it a diluted history of it when they are like oh did you celebrate this one obscure holiday and you're like no i didn't even yeah. know about it and then it's like it's a bit strange and they were also i think trying to impress me with their like chinese knowledge and I was just very turned off by the whole experience because it just felt really gross yeah. for someone to be so obsessed with the Chinese culture. Not that you can't be. I feel like you can appreciate very like a different culture from what you grew up with. But it felt very targeted the way when I think about how I met him and that like I go to the gym like decently often. I've met other people like initially I was like oh this guy seems nice oh maybe I can make a friend mm-hmm. like other people like don't normally come up to talk to me but like I think after finding out his obsession with Chinese culture I felt very targeted in that like he sought, sought out, out yeah. to like try and meet me and try and like be friends and stuff whereas like I initially thought it was kind of an organic process in retrospect I felt like it was like a very calculated calculated you know, move to get to know you because you were Asian yes exactly which is why when I was talking to him, I was trying to play off as if I was super whitewashed mm. so that he wouldn't get close to you. Think, yeah, because I was like, oh, if you like Chinese culture, I have no Chinese culture, you know? Like, there's, I was trying really hard to be like, oh, I don't know anything. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes to like, what is the, like, what is the line? Like, what if he liked you even without your knowledge of Chinese culture? Would that be considered creepy and like yellow fever? Or did he just like you for, who you are i feel like it's a very oh i see i see what you mean there's other people that have told me like oh if you like a race isn't it just a preference it's like you find that race attractive it's a physical appearance thing i don't know i find it hard to tease out the two like it's a messy conversation yeah it is and i think there's i don't know if if even fine line or if it's just like a whole gray zone in terms of appreciating a different culture and like appropriating it or like Mm -hmm liking it for not great reasons <laughs> like not really liking the culture but yeah. liking the way the women look for example and then by extension wanting to get to know the culture so that you can like woo those women so anyway like you said mm. it is like this fine line and it's hard to tease out and i think a lot of times people that like have yellow fever or like like a different asian culture may not even know like maybe they might not have even thought about the, why the reasons like why it? i mean if you think about it if you only have asian friends like 
like mm-hmm. we have a preference too but like i think we have a clear reason it's like oh people like us mm-hmm. like you want to feel understood so you have friends that are similar to you and i find it confusing on why someone likes someone that's so different from them yeah so i'll ask you this question um because i had this conversation with a different white friend before so this white friend also i guess like has yellow fever or says that he has a dating preference for asian women but when i tried to dig into like why or like where that came from he was basically saying that he grew up in a part of toronto that is heavily asian so his reasoning was that like you know that's what he grew up with that's like what he knows he those were his friends growing up that was his like classmates but does he like okay does he like fobby asian people or like whitewashed asian people so i my understanding anyway i is that it doesn't matter as long as they're asian i feel like that's where it's weird then it's creepy i don't know i guess i wasn't very good at articulating why i still felt like that was kind of weird and gross because mm. he was <laughs> this is this is so bad but like he was almost like brag i don't know if bragging is the right term but he was saying that he had basically like checked off almost all the like southeast okay, asian but countries that yeah yeah so i was creepy. like when he's when he was listing off all the people that he had dated before i felt like i wanted to puke it's a bit creepy i think if like if they're a white family and like he grew up in a household that's white but he has asian friends that he hung out with like as their social circle if he liked fobby asian people i would be a bit confused because in a lot of ways he has like a mixed culture should have pieces of both cultures that he's grew up with so like to me that wouldn't be an explanation but if he liked whitewash asian people i'm like okay whatever like yeah like i can understand that like he wants people similar to him to be his partner and so he chooses to hang around those types of people and to me it's like rational and explainable okay so i have another question is it just always weird if you want to date outside of what you know is it only like socially acceptable to date within like the kinds of people that you grew up with and the kind of of culture you know you know because doesn't that just like break my framework (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just I, i guess i'm just like curious like obviously like interracial dating is like super common nowadays i think it has to be like i can understand why similar people want to hang out together and Mm -hmm. like similarly similar people with similar like backgrounds like each other because they felt they feel understood but like as you said interracial dating is very common because i think people can find a lot of common ground just because you're a type of culture doesn't mean you have all the same values either. Mm-hmm. And so there's variation within that. And you can find someone that is like still cares about family if they're like not Asian. Like that can still be a common thread. Yeah. And so like I can see why interracial dating is more common because I think people have become more open to trying it and seeing how it goes. And then they realize that like, there are commonalities. Yeah, there are shared values under or the like surface. Or like similar ex- enough experiences where there is some variation where it's like your family does one thing and their family from another culture does something similar but not quite. But like the shared feeling is similar enough where you feel understood by it.
Okay, so our wild card question for the for the day is, what are you proud of? Yeah, this is um the question that Feeling Asian, which is a podcast that Youngmi Mayer and Brian Park have, they always end their podcast with this question. So, do you want to go first, Michelle? Because okay. I have no um, idea. <laughs> what am I proud of? I am proud of. Um, right now I had brought my boyfriend to Toronto to like meet my friends and family. I would say I'm proud of it because like if you asked me a year and a half ago or a year ago, like I wouldn't have felt confident in saying that I would be comfortable doing that. And like here I am now, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like in a lot of ways I'm proud of that because like we foster the relationship enough that I feel like comfortable with him and comfortable with him meeting all of my friends and family. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to have to have another podcast talking about that <laughs> that journey because <laughs> I have so many questions. You have so many questions. <laughs> but we're running out of time. Yes. So. <laughs> so, Winnie, what are you proud of? Um, I am proud of the fact that I started a new job this year. As I've mentioned, I have basically been trying to pivot out of nursing mm-hmm. from the beginning. And it was always just hard either like there wasn't an opportunity that I felt comfortable taking or for various reasons financial or otherwise Mm -hmm. that it just like didn't make sense for me to leave Um, but yeah I'm like currently working a different job that is a bit more like corporate but also allows me to use my like nursing background experience and so I feel like it's a really good kind of like stepping stone for me to Mm -hmm. see what else is out there And so, yeah, I'm excited and I'm proud and glad that I am taking baby steps to try and figure out what I should be doing with my life. Yeah. I think I'm proud of you for taking the leap. I think you were very uncomfortable with the change of it. For example, you moved out of your old apartment, which was somewhat unideal. There were like different issues with the apartment. Yes. And you moved to somewhere that was like a little bit more expensive, but you were like, kind of like YOLO like oh I just want to like have this better experience and I think you've done those things in various parts of your life this year like be that work or like where you're living or just different experiences that you've had and so I would change my answer for you <laughs> that I feel like you've taken a leap of faith this year for different things I think just like pushing myself out of my comfort zone exactly to like get to where I want to be even though I don't necessarily know where that mm-hmm. is but like taking the baby steps to change what I had known or where I was before yeah okay <laughs> okay I guess this is the end okay I'll talk to you guys next time bye, bye.